For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show. Twitter at Bossman Show and Facebook Bossman Show. It's the Bossman on your radio. Listen to the Bossman Show with your host Jr. Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010. The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. When the game starts. Bossman show standing in Fort Valley, Georgia, going to cover the football side now with Coach Sean Gibbs. Coach Gibbs, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. What about you? Coach is lovely, man. I can't complain one bit. Been out here cutting the grass. I'm talking to you all in Fort Valley State, man. I get you all on this platform, my brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having us. Yes, sir. And then Coach Maskis, man, uh, what did it mean to get this job here at Fort Valley, man? Been a and all those years, man, and uh, be able to lead, lead this program, put your staff on these guys down here and help these young men become better men and better football players on the field. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a dream come true as an assistant coach. Uh, when you get in this profession, uh, you know, ultimately your goal should be to become a head football coach and have an opportunity to run your, your own football program. So, you know, after over 20 years of being an assistant, you know, I was blessed to receive the opportunity from Fort Valley to come down and, and lead this program. And uh, it's been really good. Uh, I really uh, like the administration. Dr. Renee Miles Payne, our new athletic director, has a vision for the program. She's been great. Our president, uh, you know, Dr. Paul Jones has been has been great as well. And, you know, our alums are really involved and uh, really trying to get this program to where it needs to be. And that's at the top of the conference. 
No doubt, Coach. And Coach Bansky is, man, I know a lot of people don't understand how it is in D2. Uh, it's a scholarship-wise. Also, you've been a state school as well. So trying to get young men in there and not with the full lot that you can have, man, how tricky can that be? And how crazy to be in, in recruiting-wise and trying to get Pell grants and certain things to make sure you get guys schools pick school paid for and field a, a great roster as well. Well, you know, that that's the uh real tricky part about it. Um, you know, we're we're not one of those schools in the conference that is uh fully funded um and is allowed, you know, the 36 scholarships. We don't have that. Um, so we're not at the top of the the heap when it comes to you know, scholarship dollars. So what we have to do is we have to do a real good job of recruiting the state of Georgia and and trying to find as many kids that we can that we feel like will be a good fit for our program academically and athletically. So we're looking for those kids out there with a 3.0, um, you know, so they can qualify for the Hope Scholarship. And then hopefully, you know, they can qualify for some for the Pell Grant and things of that nature, and we can try to get them to where uh, they don't have to come out of pocket and, and and pay anything. You know, it's not like the Division One schools where you just get a full scholarship and everything's paid for. You know, we got to be creative and find ways and try to get guys as close to a zero balance as we can. And on top of that, you know, you have to be able to uh, recruit uh, some guys out of, out of the portal, and you have to be able to uh, recruit against some guys that are a higher level than you. Like we don't think of ourselves as we're not recruiting division two players. We're recruiting division one players, guys that can play uh, at the division one level. They might just not have the opportunity or, you know, something might uh, not be right for them academically or whatever the case may be. And that uh, will be right there for them. So, you know, we want division one players. Uh, I think our coaches do a really good job of recruiting the state and, and we're slowly but steadily building this program to where, we need it to be. And I'll say to any young men out here who want to transfer back into Georgia, 3.0 GPA, you can make a hope scholarship and play for Coach Gibbs. So to you, young man, listen to this show, young man, do good in class. It might help you out on the back end if you need another opportunity as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Coach, like you said, man, like I was sitting talking about it was Montez, is like, you know, I, I come from Chelsea States. I understand being a state school and how it works. Sometimes we don't get the money we need. We're underfunded. Right. So we have to really fight the community, have our alumni base be there for us. So I feel like I want to say all the football alumni in Atlanta area who I see on HBC United in Atlanta, please help you out your school and give them their money, give back to them. Because Coach Gibbs and Coach Montez are doing the best they can. And they need your help as well. Anything helps these guys to make sure that your team's winning and on Saturdays on the football field on the weekend with Montez on the people with basketball, man. The study is very important. The alumni base helps you all out as well, Coach Gibbs. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, I and I and I think we have we do have one of the uh strongest alumni bases in in uh HB in the HBCU world as far as the percentage of alums that give back. Uh of course we need to improve as well as all of our other HBCUs. Uh, but, you know, we also got to find some other creative ways to get some money in. And most of our uh, land grant institutions uh, in the country, and that's all of our HBCUs, are owed millions of, upon millions of dollars uh, from our uh, respective states. So, you know, we also need to find a, a way to claim that money and get it. I'm, I've seen, you know, Tennessee State, I think they got some money coming in, and I know the schools in and Maryland, Morgan, and Bowie State got some money coming. So, uh, you know, those 
you guys are not the only ones that's old money. So, you know, we need to find a way to get some of that, get our alumni giving back, get the uh, communities uh, giving back and, and make our schools what they're meant to be. And that's great. No doubt, man, because I feel like coaches, uh, my, my dad's a coach as well. So my dad raised me the right way. And I feel like going to HBCU school coach, I had teachers, professors who really cared about me more than just what I was a football player. What right. cared about me as a human being cared about me, wanted me to be a good, successful young black male in, in the world. So it's about being able to coach young black men, be their father figure, help lead them and help them be a good black, young man 40 years from now. Not just on the football field, never get a lesson for their whole lives from husbands, businessmen, good people in communities. Let's talk about that that role you play for your for your players, man. Oh uh, yeah, you know it's 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 uh it's very important. I, I myself I'm a I'm a third generation uh North Carolina Central Eagle. You know, my great-grandfather uh, was at North Carolina Central in 1911. School was founded in 1910. Then uh, my father is a, is a North Carolina Central graduate, along with, uh, you know, many other first cousins and, and uh, my wife. So, you know, uh, Black college is near and dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, I, I know how much of a difference it made in my life and, and the thing that you know, um, affected me the most was I got a chance to understand just how diverse our community is, um, the culture of the black culture and how diverse it is. I, I come from an area where uh, it's a small percentage of, of black people, people that look like you and I. Uh, it was only, you know, about 40 black kids in my whole high school. So most of the the kids that I was around, everybody was the same. Everybody's from the same socioeconomic uh, economic background. Educationally, everybody was pretty the same. Um, athletically, everybody was close. You know, we were the best athletes in the school. And then I got a chance to go to Durham and uh, just see how diverse we are. It was really the first time. I know this, this is kind of funny. It's funny to me. I don't know how funny it is to everybody else. But I, I really didn't uh, realize that it was so many black guys out there that were not good athletes uh, until I got yes. to school. Because, you know, in my high school, we were all the best players and everything. And everybody could play. Then I got to Central and walked in the gym and saw some guys that weren't athletes. Oh, wow. But, you know, other than that, you know, I got a chance to uh, – meet people whose parents were doctors and lawyers and, and get a chance to uh, be around those people. So, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of being around a lot of successful people. And I think now it's my job to pass down to the younger generation what it takes to be successful. And in doing that, I have to share with them not only the good things or the great things that I've done in my life, but also the mistakes. And so I take that responsibility. Uh, I, it, it weighs on me heavily. I take a tremendous amount of pride in it. And that's really the purpose in me uh, being a coach is I want to make an impact on these guys outside of uh, just the game of football. Because the truth is uh, a small percentage of these guys are going to go on to play any type of professional football. Uh, the majority are going to be professionals and something else. So it's our job as coaches to kind of help guide them and show them the way to become young, black, and successful. No doubt, Coach, I said for me, Getting cut cut from training camps twice, I knew it was over, and I found radio. I, it, my degrees in business, coach. I have no communications background. But I've been doing this fourteen years, twelve, fourteen. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but but you have to be able to be prepared. I think my business degree 
help me and me have me as a son of a coach. I plays, so I can talk sports. I feel like all my background and rearing helped me to be aware of today because I don't have the journalism background, but I can write. You know, I I can right. I, I, I can produce. I can do everything they, they can do with, with the degree. And I think that's why some obviously real be real coach. Some people in in my field are mad that I didn't pay my dues per se. I just kind of learned it on the fly. And <laughs> right. where I and where I where I am now. Right. Well, you know, you paid your dues in in, in other ways. You know, uh, I, I think, and I think you agree with this. Like college football, playing college football, just football in general just teaches you so much about how to handle things. You know, you have to understand uh, time management. You have to understand how to work uh, with other people. You have to understand uh, you, you got to be selfless. You, you got to check your ego. You got to learn about sacrifice. So once you get through playing college football and you venture out into the, to the world, even if it's something that you're not familiar with, you've developed those skills and that work ethic to make you become successful. Now, you know, they might not uh, agree that you paid your dues, but I think it's just a, a, the fact that in such a short amount of time, because of the things you learned through the game of football, you developed a work ethic that allows you to pass a lot of people that's been doing it longer. And, you know, that's going to make you mad uh, if you're one of those people that gets passed. But, you know, the, the game, the game, the game will get you right. You just got to pay attention to the lessons and apply those once you graduate. Coach, my first gig was the early graveyard shift, 2 or 6 a.m. in the morning. Me, the truckers and deers, coach. Who was talking about sports at that time of morning, you know? So I was doing the hard yards, getting up 11 o'clock at night, getting ready to prepare for a show. So, I, yeah, I paid some dues. I didn't do it your way, but I right. I paid some dues my way, you know? And then, coach, now is that I own my own stuff now. Right. Like, nobody can ask me, can I talk to Coach Sean G? I asked myself. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's what some, some people I, people who are upset with me, Coach, they're, they work with somebody else. I, I, I work I with hear myself. That. I hear that. <laughs> so, so that's what I love about what I do. Every day I get up, I know I'm earning it for me and my family. Right. I control my own destiny every day. That's sometimes right. what I tell young men when I talk to them about my story. I'm to the point that Every day, I control my end result by what I put in, how I do, whether it's a sales call, interviewing with you, interview here. So everything I do is an effect on my life. So nobody can tell me nothing. I'm not, everything I do, <laughs> JR has something to do with it. You know? so right, that's right. Like. That's cool. That's cool. And if, if football, you know, football ultimate team sport, but now I'm an individual out here on the island. But it's all good, though. But football gave me this one to – do what I do right now. Right. And, and the mindset. You eat what you kill. Mm-hmm. So that's that's your mindset every morning. You get up, you eat what you kill. So you got to go get it. No doubt, man. No doubt. Coach, the best gets, man. Can you explain to the people uh, how tough it was, but fun it was coming in first year, being 82, could have been 91, to be honest with you, you know, <laughs> but right. come in year one, get eight wins. So it set a tone for your program, set them the coach the right way, getting guys to buy in in year one. Right. It, well, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, I've been telling people uh, that, uh, you know, for, for me, it's, it's a little two-sided because um, I'm extremely proud of the effort that the guys put forth last year and uh, all the work they put in and to win eight games 
and our first year as a program is a tremendous accomplishment. And it was fun. But at the same time, I'm still disappointed because, you know, we got our butts kicked at homecoming, got embarrassed at homecoming, and then we lost the game, you know, late in the season to uh, one of our rivals. So it was kind of bittersweet. You know, it was definitely fun being able to win eight games. I know most people don't do that in their first year, and so I'm extremely thankful and blessed to have had the opportunity to do that. But at the same time, I'm just, uh, you know, let's have the mindset that, that you know, it's 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 uh, win or go home. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the business to win, and I want to win every game uh, that I ever participate in. So, you know, although eight games was good and it was fun, still disappointed because of those two games that we lost. And I'm sure that's the same for everybody. Uh, but, you know, now I'm excited to move on and, and, and try to do it again. What eight games did was set a standard. You know, uh, we can't go backwards. You know, we, we, we got to go up from here. You know, eight, the standard's been set. Uh, that's where the bar is. So now, now we got to raise the bar. It's been raising that bar, Coach. How have you turned up workouts and individual drills as these guys prepare for this year? And camp starts here soon. Have you got these guys all spring and summer get them their minds prepared for this one? Because now people are gonna try to hunt you all day. No more stick up on anybody. Now you're right. the hunted. Right. Well, you know, I, I think we're still, I think we're still a little bit disrespected. You know, um, we had 10 guys make preseason all conference. Uh we we were uh our quarterback was named preseason uh offensive player of the year, but they voted us to finish fourth. So we had the most all-conference guys, and we got somebody that you think uh, is the best returning player in the conference, but you predict us to uh, finish fourth, you know, and behind two teams that we beat head-to-head. So, you know, it hadn't been hard because, you know, we feel like we're still being disrespected, and that's okay. We know, you know, preseason uh, is exactly that. It's preseason. It means nothing. Uh, but, you know, that allows us to keep a chip on our shoulder. So, you know, we're not we're not uh, being hunted. Uh, we're hunting people. No doubt. Because I know I, when I played, I was like, you know, I'm pretty overseas polls. I'm like, how you going to just if you ain't even seen yet? Right. It's blow no my mind. <laughs> right. You have no clue. <laughs> no clue. And, but, you know, and that's what it is, you know, uh, Last year, they, you know, we predict we were predicted to finish toward the bottom, and you know, this year it's a little bit better. But you know, like you just said, they don't know what anybody has. They uh, only thing you know is who's supposed to be returning. But you know, on the Division Two level, a lot of times you don't even know that. You know, with the transfer portal and, and the way things are now, so nobody really knows what anybody else has. All, all we know is that Benedict is the defending champions, and everybody's chasing them. That's what I tell them dudes out of the league. We'll see. We play on that Saturday, whatever Saturday it is. We'll see. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about you, the rank. This by yeah, Gerald just don't care. Yeah, we're going to see. I'll see them on Saturday when we play them. We, right. <laughs> right. We're going to find out. Yeah. I, it's just, coach, it's just, that's why I say this media so bad. That's why I like, I can't, man, y'all, some of these dudes will be like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> I can't be. I'll be like, man, it's crazy. All so, right. So, so I got my own stuff, man. Like, I would not be that guy. They asked about some dad going, she's in Poland. No, nothing. What, what are we talking about? Right. <laughs> you know? And, you know, Coach, like, for you, man, like, as you get into that fall camp here, at what point do you start, you know, preparing for that game morning versus just putting stuff in? I know that's usually that kind of balance you have to decide. So at what point do you move on from just putting in the install versus 
preparing for their first game in the Red, Red Tails, Tails Classic? Uh, about two weeks out. You know, we usually try to get, um, you know, two weeks of, of installation when we're competing against each other, uh, kind of showing guys how we're going to practice, how we're going to do things. And then uh, about two weeks out, uh, we really start preparing for uh, Tuskegee. Um, you know, I think that's that's the right way to do it because, uh, you know, the, the first part of camp is for us to worry about us. You know, we got to learn how we're going to play. We got to learn how we're going to do things. We got to figure out what we can do and what we can't do. Uh, and then when we get about two weeks out, then we can shift our focus and uh, start preparing for um, Tuskegee. Now, you know, the coaches, we've been preparing all summer already. So it's not really uh, it's not going to be a big deal for us. It would just be that the players will start getting introduced to um, Tuskegee about two weeks out. That's what you got, Coach. Man, you, you've been a former coach of running backs. The NFL, they kind of debated the running backs this sports their pay. Like, what is your thoughts about that? Because I'm hearing the chatter that people tell, tell your kids to not play running back, do something else, because you're not going to get paid on the next level. And so, right. what are your thoughts on how the running back list has kind of been devalued and kind of being overlooked by the NFL GMs, owners, for us paying them what they're worth? Um, you know, I think, I think it's just, uh, it's tragic because, you know, what happens is they use these guys up, mm. beat them up, give them the ball 300 times a year, beat their bodies up, and then just discard them and throw them away. So, um, you know, people can say that the running back position has been devalued. I think I disagree with that. Um, I think individual uh, running backs probably aren't as high value as they should be, um, although, it, although it's funny to me, you know, that, uh, Christian McCaffrey got his money. Um, I think we know what makes him different than all the other running backs, but it's just mm -hmm. funny that he got his. And you got somebody like Saquon Barkley who should be uh, able to cash in. It's not because of the market right now. But what I what I think needs to happen is uh, the NFLPA and, and maybe some of the running backs agents need to get together and uh, they probably need to figure out something that, that can be done on the front end. I know there's a, a cap to the rookie salaries, but uh, that needs to be that needs to be looked at because it's not fair. You know, you're playing probably the uh, other than O line and D line, the running backs gonna get hit more than everybody else. Yes. And you know, unlike an O lineman or a D lineman, you're getting hit by people bigger than you. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's a position where your career is not long anyway. You know, it's, you got the shortest lifespan. Um, so they try to get you um, uh, at a cheap rate and then never pay you once you prove or once you produce. So it's different than it's 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 different than all the other positions. Now, I understand, though, from a business perspective, I do understand it, uh, you know, because you, you beat somebody up. Of course, you know, if you're taking 300 hits a year. Your body's not going to be the same the next year. Then you do that two years in a row or three years in a row. You just ain't going to be the same. Kids nowadays are not built like the Walter Paytons and the Emmett Smiths. I mean, you got, you know, Derrick Henry. Uh, but the majority of the guys, even though they got all these muscles and all this advanced training right now, they're just not built to take that pounding that some of the old school backs did. Um, so, you know, it, it's tragic. I understand. I understand from a business perspective. And I think something definitely has to be done to make it fair. To those and I guys. think these guys overtrained too, coach, which caused those meniscus tears and random ACL tear because 
I know I play different sports, but none of these guys are getting more just siloed into one sport. Right. Like I played basketball, baseball, football, tennis, and track. Right. So I'll use different muscles him on the football field. Right. But these dudes are just getting getting these silos of just doing one thing and all that overuse and overwear. You get a random, just run a, a wheel route, your knee pops on because all that right. overuse and overtrain. I feel like the trend sports science is kind of overdone these some of these guys and it, and it catches them when, when they least expect with ACL or Achilles or something like that, model overuse. Right. Um that you know I think that definitely uh makes a difference. And you know, just simple stuff like playing outside and you know, back in the day, everybody was outside and people had to work and chop wood. And I know there's kids out there that still do that, but the majority of them, you know, they're in there on the video games. And then when they do train, they're just going to work out with a trainer and, you know, doing, uh, you know, drills that most of the time really don't make too much sense to me. And I, I ain't never seen nobody run around 10 cones on the football field. So I don't know if that's going to help you when you get out there. It looks good. And uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think, um, what happened to the running back market, though, going back to it, was Todd Gurley. When uh, mm -hmm. when Todd Gurley right. got all that money and then uh, didn't produce, uh, it made everybody say, oh, man, we don't need to invest in anybody uh, like that anymore. And I, and I think that's tragic because, you know, I, I think, you know, personally, he probably just fell out of love with the game after he got the money. We all play it for different reasons. You know, uh, some people, I, I was telling uh, some guys before the fight this weekend that I listened to like certain stuff. And when Crawford and Spence were at the final stare down, Crawford uh, said to Spence, uh, we about to make history. And then Spence said, and we're going to make a lot of money. So when they went out there and fought, one guy's fighting for his legacy. One guy's fighting for history. The other guy's fighting for money. And that's the same thing, you know, with football. Some guys are playing the game because they love it. Uh, and then some guys are playing it because of the money they can make or because of scholarship they're on. And those guys generally are not going to be as good as the guys that's playing it, you know, for the right reasons or playing it, you know, so they can get their mother out of the hood or provide for their family. But if you have a why that's bigger than just money, uh, then I think most of those guys will be motivated. But, you know, that that that's what I think happened with uh, the running back market was Todd Gurley kind of, Messed it up after his deal. No doubt. I also saw the carries he had at Georgia, too. I think he might have been out of gas anyway. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, I mean, he got beat up. You know, yes. same thing. He got beat up and, you know, got that money, said, okay, I got something for y'all. I'm tired of this. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Coach, Coach Gibbs, it's so fun to talk to you, man. I'm happy you got in there for a battle. Go to that Montez, man. If you need me to come down and talk to your team. More than happy to. Ain't nothing but a little drive from my house in Star Bridge down to Fort Valley. Ain't nothing but a little drive down there. So uh, I need to help you. I hope to come see you all play. Once I know the Hawks schedule, because the Hawks like my, my main thing. So I don't know what the Hawks schedule is. I'll be able to tell you all where I can come down there and see you all. And I'm just number off line too as well, Coach. I, 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 I'll, take, I'll take with you and help you out any way I can, brother. Okay, man. I appreciate you, man. You're always welcome down here. Just let us know. And go Thank Wildcats. You. Yes, sir. Go Wildcats. All right. Nice talking to you. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. 
Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get the king out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your Radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host JR Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.